0: What's up, guys? This is an episode of the Sport of Fitness Biz Radio. This is the podcast that's going to help you run a spectacular event based on mine, yours truly, Chacos' mistakes and some good things that we do along the way. Today's episode, we are going to focus on those who are doing a local competition who has inherited either workouts or, or, or a format for this competition. They did not create it from scratch. And this is their first one and kind of what to do. What are the things that they should be focusing on, especially to create the opportunity to have a second competition down the road. But before we do that, let's do an impromptu dance party with some 80 music. So let's roll the tape. back in in gear here i want to go ahead and uh, take a shout out for our sponsors number one is wad relief go to wadrelief.com, guys wad relief is the number one strength strongest muscle rub um, and, and relief of your aches and pains during your workouts and can help you kill it in any competition there is no other product that matches the amount of essential oils and natural ingredients than this Tube of cream that will help you in your healing process or at least get through that final workout that you didn't realize that you were about to do. So, com. use the code CHACO16 and you can get a bottle. It's like a $40 bottle for 16 bucks. All right. And then our other sponsors, make sure you guys uh, follow our buddies at rx competitions they are going to be the leaderboard for the southwest championships come 2020 and you're going to want to follow them because they'll take great care of you especially if you're running local competitions or online qualifiers yourself all right so let's get to the show i want to make this brief quick and real all right i'm giving you guys a situation my whole purpose in this podcast episode is to help those on a local level to throw great competitions great enough that you will have a second competition. That's right. Your first competition is not about the first competition. Your first competition is about your future competitions. There are very specific ways to to think about this, and there's a heck of a lot of things that go on in in an event. I have learned from my mistakes, and I'm continually learning from my triumphs as well, and we we are excited because year two of our Southwest Championships is going to be off the chain sorry i stole that from the uh um buttery bros but anyways first before we start couple shout outs number one saturday this saturday starting at 8 a.m we have the festivus games being hosted by rx fit down in Springville. They are it's their first time hosting Festivus. It is a novice beginner competition. If you missed out on signing up, make sure you guys go there and support those in your gym who are competing. Okay? It's gonna be a fun time. In fact, they are gonna be the example that I will use during this entire podcast for today. Another one is Battle of the Box. It's happening, I believe, on the 27th. Don't Don't quote me, but it is happening this month, and essentially it is a team competition that is sort of OG on the Affiliate Cup from the games a while back. Little did you guys maybe know, the history of the Affiliate Cup is it started out based on, you earn your Affiliate Cup based on how many competitors are um, coming from your boxing competing individually. Uh, that's in a nutshell. But don't forget, country tough, you guys out in Richfield. These guys always throw a good a good time, a hoedown in the barn itself. You get to do odd object movement, but you get to use CrossFit or functional fitness, excuse me, at its finest. All right. It is in Richfield. Make sure you guys contact those guys at Country Tough because they want to show you a good time and they are good, good, close friends of mine. In fact, one of the directors um, is one of my um, admin and lead for the Southwest championship. So shout out to you guys as well. Make sure you support your guys' local competitions. If you are a competition director and you are not volunteering yourself and your time to other people's, um, competitions, then good luck on getting help. So With that being said, let's move on. The situation I want to go over, we're going to utilize the Festivus Games. It is a specialty competition um, of novice beginners, and they say intermediates, but that's kind of like scaled intermediate. And the whole point of it is it's Festivus for the rest of us because it's like no fire breathers allowed. It's kind of like a catch-22. I like it, but at the same time, I'm not 100% into the exclusive... Style stuff, but that's just me. And I did host Festivus for four straight years, um, and I felt like we did a great job of representing it. And we saw some awesome athletes go through the funnel and go on to further competition. So it is an awesome thing. Make sure you guys are following it. The wads are already out. You can go to festivusgames.com. Um, and then, of course, RX Fit is going to th- uh, throw their first. Um, inaugural Festivus Games at their box um, this time around this Saturday, okay, from eight to roughly four o'clock, okay, so let's use, yes, let's use that, specialty competition, first time you're doing a competition locally, how do you guys um, gain enough popularity, how do you guys gain enough um, ground in order for you guys to have a successful year two, right? Because it is a novelty item to host a competition out of your box. Those who do it, they have one of two reactions. I will never do this again. I've heard that a lot. And then the other one is, oh man, we're super excited for the next one, but it was a heck of a, hard, a, heck of a time and, and really hard work or, you know, obviously it was really fun. So if you want your competitions to be filled with in your divisions, if you want people to be talking about it, to give your box and your gym and your methodology some exposure, competitions are fantastic for those things. So anybody who says it's a waste of time, it's because they have a hard time balancing um, their mission um, of their gym with a competition. And that's totally fine, but it is a useful tool. Now let's get to it. I have five things I want you guys to focus on because of my experience, good and bad, um, in regards to how do we make sure your competition is running smoothly and feeling good. Um, Point number one, all right? People want to know their information very clearly, all right? Your communication is key to building trust. Think about it with your guys as members. If you guys are gym owners and you guys just fall off the grid or you don't you don't have anything that tells them what time classes are or what the workout is, you're going to have a mutiny and likely you're not going to have people that want to show up. Well, a competition is a microcosm of how you run your box. So make sure and it does, It you do learn as you go, right? As you scale to bigger heights and so on and so forth. But in reality, you have to look at it that way. People want to know when they're going to start, when they're going to End. They want to know when their heat times are. They want to know information about bathrooms. They want to know if they could bring their dog. Is it a kid friendly environment? Is there going to be cuss words in the, in, in the, in, in the music? Is there going to be a DJ? Is there going to be what, what kind of prizes, what kind of podium prizes? Now, like I said, I'm speaking from experience. These are things that I've had to learn uh, about and about and understanding the importance, taking massive, massive notes from our Southwest championships. was incredible for me because it does get more difficult um, to accomplish the bigger this sucker gets but if you're prepared for it and you see the patterns then you're going to be just fine so with this local level first of all people want information all right i'm going to backtrack just a moment do not get discouraged if you do not have a massive sign up on year one you have to establish that you know what you're doing Uh, you have to have a feeling and a confidence and you also have to have proof. Human nature is you, people don't want to be the first one to try things out. It's the whole, you know, you go first. No, you go first. Um, mentality that is very natural. There are few bold individuals who done their research, done their stuff. And they just were like, you know, I'm going to try something new. I want to go out and be sporadic and be spontaneous. I'm going to try something new and I'm going to trust new people that doesn't happen very often. Okay, so you have to be able to throw a good first competition, and then your second competition. And good is is relative, right? And hopefully, I'm hitting on the points that matter the most um, in order for you to have a very successful year two and to abundantly grow in year two. Um, in my first year of Festivus, I think we had um, 60 athletes. And that was because I was annoyingly obsessive in my posting on social media. Uh, So like there's, there's ways to, to fill the brim. It just takes a heck of a lot of work. Now, if you're not at that point just yet, and it's not your full-time gig, then what do you do? You cherish the ones that took a step and moved into um, your competition, despite it being a year one thing for you. Okay. You make sure that they are taken care of to the nights starting with information and being very clear on how things are going to go. If your guys's athlete briefing is going to be a half hour long, then make sure you guys are, you know, whittled it down to a half hour. If you guys are going to have a mixture of judges who are experienced or not, let them know. All right. If you guys are gonna need them to help with judging, if you're gonna need them to help with your equipment, let them know. Um, give them a heads up that you might be asking that. That way they're not like, oh, well, they were asking this and they were, you know, they were doing that. And we had no idea that we were also not just competing, but we we're also gonna be helping out with the competition. No, it's like people want to help out, but they just gotta know ahead to what to prepare for. So that's one thing I learned on the good and the bad for my own personal competitions. Number two is time frames. People want to kind of know exactly how things are gonna go, what's their itinerary, what's the workout um, order. What's the details of those of those workouts? How long is it going to take from their first wad to their second wad to their third wad? Are is is it spaced out well enough so that they can get something to eat? Um, is it because people get real crazy with their meal timing, even if they're novice athletes? And I respect it because they're putting on good habits. But at the same time, anyways. My point is people want to know timeframes and they want you to try to stick to it as much as possible, right? So um, it's very difficult to run very, very close to your timeframes. So it's better to build in some insurance minutes than run over by two, three hours because you were unrealistic about your time frame. So here's some here's some guidelines. You should allot yourself a minimum of five minutes, unless you've got a team that's supremely dialed in. Five minutes between heats to reset weights and to get the new um, heat onto the floor. Five minutes minimum. So you should build that into your your um, your time frame. Okay. You are much likely to get forgiveness of ha- going long day if it was pre-planned in there rather than it being a longer day because you didn't pre-plan appropriately. So um that's my big thing for you guys. Now I me personally, especially on the scale that we were having, um, where we had spectators and everything like that, if we were to tell you the time frame in which you uh are supposed to work out we try to stick to that even if we got ahead of schedule um you can choose whatever you want just whatever you do make sure you communicate that with your athletes so that they can communicate that to their loved ones and they can prepare accordingly that like for instance you're just like very abundantly clear if we are ahead of schedule we will continue and move on and try to get you out of here early some people like that some people don't um it's up to you okay Now, like I said, timeframes are very important to people. They're like miniature promises that need to be kept. Uh, again, learning from experience. Um, number three is your event, no matter how big or no, no matter how small, is it interactive with the people that are there? Do you have a good sound system so people know what the heck is going on? Do you have someone doing some type of play by play? Um, so that, People understand the stakes of sport. Welcome to sports, guys. Nobody wants to watch a basketball game if the scoreboard is not going to be shown. Um, Nobody wants to go watch the Super Bowl um, if they just invited 20 teams to go play for no apparent reason. And then people are running around with their helmets off. It's like, we're, it's like people want to know what's going on. So putting yourself in a position where you can find an MC, or maybe it's one of your coaches, setting them up for success with simple pieces of information, like their like competitor's name, having a lane or a spot that is designated. So I could say in lane number one, we've got Betsy Johnson. This is her first competition. Betsy lost 50 pounds last year never thought she was going to work out in a competition like this and here she is at the festivist games give her a round of applause dot 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 um that is interactive if you need to kill some time do some post-workout interviews your dj if you noticed if you're able to build it properly you notice that someone just killed it ask at the dj ask some questions that way your your equipment team can do their thing and get ready for the next heat instead of herding cattle over the uh over the mic let's let's get some interaction with the crowd people want to see that people want to feel that um and i i know that better than anybody again from experience so interactiveness make sure that you guys have internet connection and you guys um have places to for people to charge their phones and charge their electronics why because if they bring kids and you want them to stay they've got to watch youtube they need they need internet and they need um they need uh, a power It sounds so silly, but welcome to Millennialism. Uh, number four, uh, getting content, pictures, videos, all that kind of stuff. People are gonna be asking you uh, whether or not you have those things afterwards because they wanna relive the moment. The more often you can help relive the moment, the better off you're going to be in the long run. I learned that really clearly from CrossFit The Point. Shout out to you guys. Because Steve Arnaldis, he's like normally the guy who does a lot of the pictures and the camera and all that stuff. And they do epic, epic stuff. But people wanna come back because they can really Relive those memories. They want to see videos of them throwing down. They want to see videos of the Josh Bridges of the world in the in in our local state. You know, screaming because they got a PR. They want to relive those moments. Um, it's glorious, right? It's like the Uncle Rico. Uh, if Coach would have put me in fourth quarter, we would have won state type thing. So make sure that you guys get some pictures, even if it's from your iPhone. It doesn't matter. Your iPhone is a 4K capability. If you have an iPhone seven or better. Um, so utilize that. Just take five to six to seven pictures of each athlete in certain moments of the time or have delegate that out because it's going to be very imperative for your year two um, and your marketing. And last but not least, right, be intimate. for, For year one, if it is a smaller pool of people, you have a better opportunity to send thank you cards, to check up on their progress throughout the year, to celebrate their PRs, to follow them on Instagram. Like these guys are technically, if you want to do... Events for a long period of time, you should treat them like they are members of your gym, right? You follow them on Instagram. You make comments about their progress. You invite them to come back. You invite them to give you feedback and to share the love. You you give them extra special treatment because if you take care of that baseline, say you got twenty athletes that show up to your first competition, and you take care of that baseline, they're going to tell all of their friends how wonderful it is. My perfect example is Reef Warfield, dude. I got always give you a shout out because of, for, for, instance, for, for seriousness, the love that you showed my, um, admins, my volunteers, the other athletes, Utah and everything. He came all the way from New Jersey to do the Southwest championships in the scale division. And I studied, took second, I believe in the online qualifier. If you took better than that, I'm sorry, brother. Um, but, any uh, but he was, he took a high placing in the online qualifier and he was so amped to come out here that, now I know for a fact like I like I'm going to be taking care of that guy forever because of his loyalty because of his kindness because he's going to be able to um uh- expand my dream and my vision amongst his people because he trusts me. He had a great experience and we're going to continue to relive that experience. It's not a tactic. It's not a ploy. It's just is what it is. Take care of those who are talking about your event in a positive manner and just freaking ignore, at least in your heart, ignore those who are just speaking negatively. If they don't understand that you've worked hours and hours to figure this out then that's on them the man in the arena quote you know that's what you just got to read yourself in for those who don't know that quote it's amazing and it's about being in the arena as opposed to being the commentator outside of the the arena um However, don't, don't necessarily ignore the haters. Listen to what they're saying. Don't internalize it to the point of where, where it stops your progress. But listen to what they're saying. If it is a repeated issue, then it's something that you might be wanting to attack as – someone who wants to keep this thriving. You guys can, it's some people do these competitions out of the goodness of their heart, but I want you guys to be real as to why you guys are doing it. If it's to generate more revenue, to get better equipment for your um, gym family, to, um, to help one of your coaches get their level two or something like that, Tell your community, for goodness sake, let's be real. Let's not say, well, out of the goodness of my heart, I just want the, oh, everybody to get, yeah, that might be somewhat true. But in reality, if you're more transparent about what you're trying to accomplish with all of this, um, whether if it's a additional revenue stream whether it's like gaining confidence and being able to go to a a, a bigger level on these on these competitions and people have to be guinea pigs and stuff just be open and honest about it that way you kind of know what path to take and you're not trying to you know like you're not trying to pretend like you're not like it's something you're not like the Southwest Championships I want it to be the premier competition where we have some of the big names in our sport come and try to win one of the fattest grand prizes that they can amongst having novices who've competed for the first time this year be able to compete in the same lane and to be able to conversate in the um, athlete area as those big names and know that they are just as important as the big names they just have different goals and they're being pushed in a different direction that's what I I wanted, I wanted our, I wanted people to feel like they could be paid for um, doing the sport of CrossFit, that they could become a professional athlete. I want to be able to pave the way for Olympians when 2028 rolls around, and USAF and IF3 have, have killed it, and we essentially get our functional fitness in the Olympic games. I want to be a segue and a a big part of that to be a part to, to, to help develop that system. It, this does help gym camaraderie. This does help goals get established. Just like you would promote the Spartan that your friends are doing together. Why aren't you promoting the opportunity to compete side by side? Um, uh, it, not not to say that you have to ditch the Spartan. I'm just saying like doing local competitions and helping competitions become better along the same lines. You are doing such a great service for your people because I had some loyalty, real loyalty happen while we were at Hermes because they competed for the first time. I loved doing my six-week boot camp. Having someone lose a hundred pounds and then going in and doing a ring row for the first time as their PR, that is what we call crossfit all right so get excited for the open get excited for what's to come i hope this advice helps out please reach out to me if you need to it's chaco at events tcm.org or you guys can reach out to me on the southwest championships um it's the southwest fit fest Facebook page, follow and 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 uh, subscribe to this podcast because I'm going to analyze more of the local events. I'm going to get people prepared for our event. I'm going to interview athletes and um, directors on how they are developing the the sport of functional fitness um in their communities in their area and kind of getting some feedback from them because in reality i counted i did my markets research did you know this year in 2019 there has already been 693 throwdowns um and that's just on competition corner that's not in anything else that i've seen and that and that and I haven't counted the sanction events or anything like that. There's more. The the need to compete is a real thing. It's if CrossFit HQ were to disappear. Here tomorrow the need to compete in the sport of functional fitness will thrive and keep going but the only ones who will survive are the ones who are learning from their mistakes who are helping each other out and creating an ecosystem where people can thrive and people can compete at their best i love you guys this is the episode for today i hope it was helpful please leave some comments and some um um Some shares and everything like that. Use the hashtag Southwest Fit Fest, um, hashtag the sport of functional fitness, um, because this is what we're trying to do is develop this here in America so that we can see it be realized in the Olympics in 2028, which is in LA. So, love you guys. Go visit Water Relief, waterrelief.com, use Chaco 16, and you can get yourself a $16 bottle of the best healing sports cream on the market and then please 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 volunteer your time and your efforts to the local competitions i i, I labeled a few um but be there be there and, and witness the magic of competing let's go ahead and do and finish off with the impromptu dance party 80s music and then let's just bail out of this place until next time this is Chaco. love y'all